Showtime Sports presents Showtime Boxing with Eric Raskin and Kieran Mulvaney. Welcome to a special Friday edition of Showtime Boxing with Raskin and Mulvaney. With my co-host Eric Raskin, I am Kieran Mulvaney. And Eric, the big news over the last 24 hours or so has been that PBC has signed a deal with Prime Video to stream its events in 2024 and beyond. Indeed. Uh, We'll have more to say about this on our regular Monday pod. But for now, in the interest of getting to the fantastic interview we have coming up, just the facts. According to the press release sent out on Thursday morning, quote, Prime Video will distribute PBC's industry-leading pay-per-view events in the U.S. with the first event anticipated for March 2024. Additionally, in the U.S. and select countries, Prime Video will exclusively stream a PBC Championship Boxing series of events, as well as shoulder programming such as behind-the-scenes insights and documentaries. The deal came about, of course, as you all know, because of Paramount's decision to end Showtime Sports, including Showtime Boxing with Raskin and Mulvaney, at the end of this year. And as our podcast heads towards the sunset, we continue to look back at 37 years of Showtime Boxing. And on this podcast, we welcome someone who is, for the next two weeks and change, the president of sports and event programming at Showtime, Stephen Espinoza. Stephen, welcome back for one last time to the podcast. Great to be here. Great to be here. Um, Maybe not under those circumstances, but always good to talk to you guys. So when we reached out last week to try to line up this uh, one last chat with you on the podcast under its Showtime branding, we thought we'd mostly be talking with you about the past. Um, But suddenly the present and future demand to be discussed. Uh, We will still look back at a lot of Showtime memories, of course, but let's start with the big news. Now, this is, of course, a deal between PBC and Prime, not Showtime, not Steven Espinoza. What can you say, if anything, about your involvement in what awaits in 2024? Well, let me let me start with, you know, the deal itself. I mean, um, look, I I think it's a a tremendous opportunity, not just for uh, PBC, but for the sport overall. Um, You know, uh, it is. It is, and you've heard me say this. Uh, I've said this to you guys. I've said it repeatedly. The uh, the media marketplace has become absolutely cutthroat. Um, you know, it is kill or be killed every single night of the week. Uh, not just in sports programming, but in other programming. Um, the the NFL keeps getting bigger and bigger. It is a behemoth. College football is setting records. You know, there is you know, something to do, something to watch, something to discover every single night. And for boxing to continue to, to I think, thrive as it has the last couple of years, A, we've got to continue to make the big fights as commonly as possible. And B, we need the biggest reach possible, both in terms of marketing and the actual distribution. And that's, I, I think, you know, the, uh, the great thing about Amazon. Um, you got reach, um, you got marketing, Amazon is really good at selling people uh, various things, you know, and some would say selling people things that they might not even need. Uh, <laughs> certainly that they didn't know they needed until, right. uh, you know, it on Amazon. So if we can harness some, some of that reach and some of that marketing uh, ability, I think a tr- tremendous opportunity to grow the sport and to uh, continue to build it. Um, going forward, uh, I think implicit in there was sort of a, a question about sort of um, my future. Um, and to be completely candid, um, I, I, I haven't decided. Look, I gave up my legal career, um, you know, moved coasts uh, on two weeks notice 12 years ago to take the Showtime job. Um, 
it was almost exactly 12 years ago. Uh, as Chris de Blasio reminded me last week, it was uh, November 29th. Um, mm -hmm. It was the Monday after Thanksgiving of 2011. Uh, that was my first day on the job. So almost 12 years uh, to the date. And um, it's, it's a decision I've never regretted. It's been a fantastic run. I can say with all humility that we've had tremendous success. I'd like to think that we've contributed a lot to the sport. We certainly have done um, quite literally the biggest events the sport has ever seen. And um, certainly boxing is was near and dear to my heart before I started. Um, it is still very much in my blood. And there's still a, a piece of me that very much wants to continue um, what, you know, what it started 12 years ago. Um, you know, what we built over the last 12 years has a lot of momentum, um, a lot of interesting guys that we've discovered and helped build. And there's a big part of me that wants to continue that. Um, I'm also looking at other opportunities. So, um, you know, there are, I, I would just say the decision hasn't been made, but there is a very good possibility I would continue in boxing. Let me phrase a, a question about, uh, uh, about the future in a slightly different way. It would be, if our listeners out there are fans of Showtime's approach to boxing, Showtime's production of boxing, should they be feeling good about uh, what they may see on Prime? Well, certainly, um, look, I've seen some of the speculation, um, some of the discussion. Um, look, from where I sit, and I'm certainly not objective in this, but, um, you know, I, I would love to see, um, you know, the Showtime production team uh, continue in, in, in whole or in large part um, and contribute going forward. Um, you know, the, the reality is PBC is going to be responsible for production. Um, and PBC has uh, not previously overseen that on the domestic side. They obviously produce the international feed as, as people have learned pretty aggressively over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> um, but there is not the full production uh, of, on the domestic side. And, you know, obviously, you know, my pitch, whether I'm involved or not with PBC or with Amazon uh, going forward, I would uh, enthusiastically pitch, you know, the team that we've got at Showtime. I mean, there's no one around with as much experience um, that uh, shows the, the care and the dedication to the fights that is done, the stature of fights that this team has done. Um, look, there are always opportunities to improve, always opportunities to uh, tweak the presentation, to refresh, to... Uh, to elevate and evolve. Um, and, uh, you know, so there are, there are certainly things that, that can change and improve going forward. But in terms of the team itself, um, I'm certainly going to push um, with every opportunity I can that, you know, these talented people who have been um, bringing these high, high class premium productions to Showtime subscribers continue doing that for PBC in the future. 20, 25 years ago, none of us would have imagined that the online bookstore would be the place <laughs> that people are going to watch live sports right. events and they can watch it on their phone. Do you think that, is, is this kind of a harbinger of the future? Is linear becoming less and less important? Is streaming the future or is there still a big role for linear TV in all of this? Well, I, I think the conventional wisdom is that, you know, uh, essentially it's all... Um, it's all going to be streaming. I mean, certainly that, those have been the trends. Um, the pay TV, the traditional households have been, you know, falling and falling from over 100 million to now less than 60 pay television homes. Um, pay television in, in, in the traditional sense, meaning, you know, cable or satellite. Even if you add in 
the virtual MVPDs, um, the uh, YouTube TVs that are sort of cable-like, but they're obviously delivered, um, that still only gets you to around 70 million homes. So there are a lot of people who are just pure streamers. Um, and that is, that is not a trend that anyone sees going away. Now, having said that, um, you know, broadcast TV, cable TV still has an unmatched ability to uh, draw a massive audience. And that's why it's of such value to sports, uh, to sports leagues and sports organizations right now. Um, I mean, you see it on Thursday night, you know, that's a very, very healthy audience. Um, but the biggest audiences of the week are, are Sunday afternoon, Sunday prime time, and they're delivered by those, the network. So look right now in today's market, um, you see a lot of combo deals. Um, if you look at the, the MLS deal, um, that combined Apple and Fox network, or if you look at the very recent NASCAR deal that combines uh, Turner and Fox and ESPN uh, and Amazon, I believe I might, might have one of those wrong, but there are four entities in there. And so, you know, you, I, I think the, uh, the best approach nowadays is combining and, and getting exposure on all of these platforms because traditional is certainly not dead yet. Um, streaming is obviously very strong and everyone sees it as a future. Um, but I, I think the best method is to be available on both. And that's what you see in most of the rights deals is certainly um, NFL, um, Major League Baseball, MLS, um, NASCAR. You see a combination of both. And I think that's the best model. And I think, you know, that's something that would serve boxing well as well. You mentioned at the top, like, what a, I mean, cutthroat doesn't even really describe the media business right now. Um, Eric and I are still have PTSD from the last time a corporate takeover saw a boxing <laughs> program leave. The uh -huh. moment that Paramount started to talk about this rebranding and, and Showtime becoming, you know, Paramount Plus with Showtime, I know that my little antenna went off. When did you get a sense that Showtime Sports might become simply another victim of this sort of corporate change that is happening in, in media? Um, you know, I think a lot of us, uh, you know, within, within the company would probably be say, you know, I'd say maybe mid year, roughly around mid year. Um, and look, it, it, it's, it's been a bloodbath in media overall. Um, there's not a major media company that has not gone through layoffs and, and waves of layoffs, uh, over the last, almost two years now, um, as, you know, is the approach and the uh, perspective on streaming and the profitability of streaming and whether you're looking for growth or current profits or cash flow and Wall Street's impact and all of that. Um, there's been a, a, a great correction, a reset of strategies um, across it. And a lot of that has meant that companies that expanded very, very aggressively, especially during the pandemic, had to you know, take some of that back or give some of that growth back. Um, but I, I think, you know, you know, certainly as you look around and we looked around Paramount, um, there were a lot of changes being made. Um, but, you know, we, you know, we survived and we continued to thrive through most of them. Um, but, you know, again, the, uh, the risk isn't so much in, uh, in the merger itself. It's, it's really in new leadership. Um, and that's one of the sort of unique things 
um, about the TV business is, you know, there's a long tradition of when you've got a new guy who comes into a movie studio, for example, um, you know, he might want to just wipe the slate clean. Say, look, I, I didn't have anything to do with this stuff before. Like, I don't particularly like it. Um, and, you know, that's the prerogative. Um, and the same goes in TV. Um, and I'm not saying that it's just sort of uh, like whimsical decision um, to just say, oh, come in. I, I don't like the stuff because I, I didn't green light it. But it certainly is. The, the risk is whenever there's leadership changes, whenever there's a merger, um, people come in with a different strategy. And, you know, that strategy you know, sometimes it's based on uh, metrics. Sometimes it's view on a particular philosophy. Sometimes it's based on performance. In this particular case, for us, um, it was a a a strategy pivot. It was um, leadership looking at the Showtime offering and say, "Okay, it has been built on breadth before. Um, you know, everything from comedy to a little bit of music to." documentaries and sports documentaries and sports and it was a very well-rounded one there's been a very defined shift and the showtime programming stretch uh shift is very much less about breadth and more about depth and that depth is going all in on scripted programming and so it isn't just you know boxing that has been the casualty you know there have been um you know fewer documentaries um you know whether sports or otherwise um, there've been a whole range of other changes and it, it really is a strategic shift. And as much as people would like to say it's this reason or that reason, it's very, really, really simple. Um, you've got a, uh, a media, uh, industry that's undergoing a lot of change. There's a lot of financial pressures, both in the macro sense and on individual media companies, um, in terms of profitability and streaming numbers and things like that, and a merger with new leadership and, um, Changes had to be made, um, and that change in this case meant pivoting to a strategy which uh, resulted in Showtime programming being much more narrow, and that is the strategy that leadership thought would be the best, and unfortunately for the sports group, that meant the elimination of Showtime sports. Whatever the reason behind it, uh, we started to sense it was coming in in the fall. And I, I really found myself empathizing with what you were going through in September, October, especially Canelo Charlo fight weekend. Um, how hard was it to do what, frankly, your job required of you, which was to kind of feign some degree of in- ignorance about, about the bad news that you was knew was coming and, and just keep, you know, promoting the show and, and trying to keep the rumors at bay? Yeah, I mean, look, we um, we all uh, we had our own um, each of us had our own sort of doubts or concerns going forward. Um, but, you know, really, we we didn't have a definitive decision until you know shortly before it was announced publicly. But certainly, um, you know, there are some of us who felt more than others that the writing was already uh, on the wall. Um, but in terms of going forward, it was. Um, relatively easy from a professional perspective. Um, and, and that might sound strange. Let me uh, explain. Um, you know, one thing I think that has typified our group from the very start is um, a, a real sense of obligation to the sport and to the fighters. And um, there are tremendous sacrifices that are going on um, by those athletes. Um, and, you know, that is something that, you know, 
earn them deep, deep respect within our company. So regardless of what our future might be, what be, might be going on within the company or at home or with us personally, um, you know, we all felt a very deep, deep sense of obligation um, to the fighters to make sure that we were putting them in the best light possible, that we were giving the best possible chance to succeed. And in, in many cases, giving them the best revenue opportunity in the cases of pay-per-views. So as much as we're sort of concerned about our futures, um, you know, there are, there are you know, fighters out there um, on each card that are uh, relying on us um, and none of us was going to mail it in no matter you know, what it was. And I'm, I'm very proud that even after we knew what it was, um, that you know, I, I'd say there was, there was no, um, there's no reduction of effort. There was no resignation. There was, you know, we went through with Benavides, Andre, you know, as aggressively and enthusiastically as we had any other pay-per-view. And, and it turned out to be um, in the ring, one of the best pay-per-views action-wise um, that we've seen top to bottom in, in quite some time. So uh, I think it's, um, I think you, we, we all relied on a sense of something greater than ourselves. Um, because regardless of what we were concerned about, we owed it to the audience and to the fighters to to continue doing what we promised to do, and that is deliver premium level boxing. Now, now I feel bad that we've gotten this far into the conversation and we haven't mentioned there's still a fight card on December 16th. Maybe we should, should be talking about those guys instead of all this business nonsense. No, we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm sure there's people. I mean, look, there's uh, it, it's been. Uh, it's it's been funny, uh, you know, seeing the range of responses just in the last uh, what eight, twelve hours um, to this, and you know, the range of misinformations and rumors and mischaracterizations. It's uh, uh, look, uh, it's it's one of the things I, I feel that um, boxing is singular in that way. There seems to be just um, an over analysis and an over discussion of every little development, every little interview, every little thing. And I think it's just because of the, the passion that this fan base has for the sport. Um, mm. You know, whether it's an interview or a negotiation or a claimed negotiation or uh, someone said there was an offer, it can turn into weeks of, of debate. And that's the, the great thing about the sport. There's a lot of passion. Yeah. So I think basically by any objective measure, this has been one of maybe the best year in Showtime Boxing's recent history does that make it more galling that everything was ended after such a great year or does it mean everyone can just leave with their heads held very high knowing that they did the best that they could to the very end you know i i i think it's a it's a it's a fascinating um uh it's a fascinating dynamic and you hit the nail on the head with it um i i think it's both i think it is um you know there's certainly a sense uh of weight you know we're doing such good work and we um you know we're hitting our stride we're hitting a peak and uh some great events not just in 2023 but i think even uh you know going back um really 2021 um you know with canelo plant and you know and even uh, the spectacle that was uh mayweather logan paul um the tank Crowley fight in 2020 uh, uh in 2022 um you know all the that we've done this year, I think the, um, the reality is, yes, there's definitely a sense of weight. Uh, you know, we, this is, we're, we're 
we're we're doing something that is absolutely remarkable and is disappointing to get uh, to have the rug pulled out from us, um, you know, in that way. But if we were going to go out, we would certainly want to go out with the strongest presentation as we did. So there's certainly a large sense of pride that we ended on such a high note. And uh, I'd like to think that, you know, um, that we that because we had such a strong year, it contributed to the immediate um, interest that that we and PBC received alternatively about what would happen with the programming goal forward. Um, I think if we had limped to the finish line, um, you know, it, it might have hurt the sport. Uh, I think, you know, you might not have have done it, but I think this year was a great calling card for what the sport can be uh, at its best, the kind of fights that we can do with regularity. And I think that, um, that I think maybe opened the doors in some ways into some networks that may not have been otherwise interested and certainly saw an opportunity or seeing it now. You use that word pride uh, in terms of the way that, that uh, you wound things down this year. Um, it's kind of a wide open question, but what are you most proud of looking back at, at 12 years uh, working for Showtime? What, what, what's your, the accomplishment or, or the element of, of what you brought to the table and what the team brought to the table that you're most proud of looking back? Um, look, I, I would, I would see, I would say the, the stature of the events that we did as sort of the peaks. Um, those are the, you know, the easy ones. Um, and not just the pay-per-views and not just the record breakers, but um, you know, Joshua Klitschko in Wembley Stadium with 90,000 people, um, you know, uh, Brooke versus Spence, uh, you know, in, you know, in a stadium with 30,000 people, um, those, those kind of atmospheres, the, the, the first Wilder Fury, um, Wilder's sort of rise over the last 12 years. I mean, tanks rise, um, you know, that, those are some of the things that, that show, uh, that are, that are most interesting when you, when you get to see someone you know literally from their tv debut or in tank's case we started seeing him when he was off tv and you know being with him for uh you know what i think 13 14 fights you know now um and seeing him literally grow up in front of you to a, a pay-per-view headliner um and I, I would say aside from the you know those big memorable events um you know there's the cbs events um it were great audiences and great fights um, I, I would, uh, I would also just vote the consistency, whether it was the dedication that, that Gordon Hall and his team have always shown on Showbox um, through the championship fights, through um, the big pay-per-views. Um, we treated every fight and every fighter with respect and with uh, the appropriate amount of care and dedication. You know, undercard fights were not undercard fights to us. Each fight is you know, is valuable as own. It's not like, hey, let's get through the undercard so we can get the main event. Um, I think we took pride in giving each fight its due, um, uh, being objective and uh, delivering fight fans, um, you know, something that was entertaining. And at times, um, you know, hopefully they learned something about the sport as well. If 2011 Stephen Espinoza came to 2023 Stephen Espinoza and asked for advice about what he would expect in this position, what would you say? What has surprised you? What have you learned? Well, first of all, um, if 2023 Espinoza spoke to 2011 Espinoza, um, 
and gave him a sense of what had happened in those 12 years. Um, I don't think 2011 Espinosa would have believed it. Um, if someone would have said, you know, he would have said the, um, uh, done the three biggest uh, pay-per-view events in, in boxing history. Um, if you know, I had a history with Mayweather Pacquiao, you know, coming into the job. And if you told me that uh, I would, uh, that would be part of helping that fight come to fruition and it would be bigger than anyone had ever imagined, I, I, I wouldn't have believed that. Um, and uh, so I, I think, you know, there, there really isn't anything I could have said, I think, to 2011 Espinosa that would have prepared uh, him <laughs> for the roller coaster that this is. Um, it is, um, and, and I forget where this comes from, but, um, you know, it's the theater of the unexpected, you know, and, and so there really is nothing that you can, uh, that you can prepare for this. I mean, there, we all know those iconic moments of the unexpected in the history of the sport. Um, you've got to be prepared for that every night. Um, and so I, I would just, I would tell 2011 Espinosa to buckle up because it is not <laughs> going to be anything like what you expect it will be. I believe theater of the unexpected is a Larry Merchant line. Although if we want to lie and say it's an Al Bernstein line, just to keep it, keep it showtime here. We can do that. I think. Okay. <laughs> um, you, you mentioned Showbox. You mentioned Gordon Hall. Um, I'm curious if you can say a, a little bit more about just what Showbox has, has meant to boxing and to showtime. And, and is it safe to say that, you know, be it, PBC and Prime or somewhere else, any platform would be very wise to place Gordon Hall in a prominent position. Um, absolutely. I mean, there's a tremendous amount of pride, not just in, uh, that we all have in Showbox, uh, but Gordon and his team. Um, it is, it is, it, it's not an exaggeration to say it's unique, you know, in, 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 in boxing media, there's never been a series like it. Um, we all know that, you know, series like Tuesday night fights and Friday night fights, you know, USA network and ESPN, have been important developmental tools, but there's never been a tool that is exactly what Showbox is, that has the rigorous matchmaking, you know, just consistently, you know, rigorous without exception. Um, and, you know, at those critical junctures um, at a fight when you are separating the really good prospects from you know, the elite ones. Um, and it is, you know, not just something I think is important to the sport, um, it's important to the the, the hardcore fans. So uh, I think, uh, you know, Gordon and his team, you know, absolutely. I know it's been, uh, you know, it, it's been you know something that's been very near and dear to his heart. Um, I think the sports need it, needs it. I don't think there's anything out there. I think there have been others that attempted uh, to do it, but it, it's hard. It's um, it certainly, um, you know, it takes a lot of time and energy scouting young fighters and really, you know, forcing the matchups, those tough matchups. Um, you know, a lot of times, a lot of these promoters have a lot invested in the young prospects and it's can be tough to put them, you know, to, to get them matched. But um, ultimately everybody knew what you were in for when you went on Showbox. It's part of the deal. If you didn't want uh, to sign up for that, then don't ask for Showbox dates. Don't ask for Showbox fights. So, I am optimistic. Um, I think anyone who spends any time in the sport can recognize the value of what Showtime, uh, excuse me, what Showbox has provided, and it it needs to continue. Um, whether it's an, a you know different name, obviously, 
Um, but that concept in that rigorous matchmaking, I think, you know, will continue um, if I have anything to do with it. One word that's come up a lot when we've talked to people, Barry, Gordon, Raul, other people over the last few weeks when they've talked about Showtime is family. And, and you know, it might seem corny to people outside, but it really is, isn't it? And it is, you know, people know you, they know on-screen talent, but there are a lot of people involved in making these events happen and making them so successful. And I just wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about everyone who's involved and, and about that whole notion of, of Showtime Sports as a, as a family and, and how that's worked over the years. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it is a cliche. Um, it, it has become, you know, something that, that sort of um, a lot of people, uh, a lot of organizations say. Um, and, uh, but, it, but it's not always true. And I think, you know, the, the best thing I, you know, I've, I've been around and I've, I've talked to colleagues. I've, I've seen it in other circumstances where, you know, you're on site for an event, even times of maybe it's a multi-day event. Um, and the only time people are hanging out or seeing each other is when they're at the production. Um, you know, there are um, famous stories about the broadcasters that, you know, the only time they spend any time together is when they show up, you know, in their, their suits and ties on the, on the day of, of the show. Um, and that's, that's not how it is with us. Like I, you know, um, it, we have dinner with each other by choice. Um, you know, when we, uh, are at shows when we're not at shows. Um, uh, but it's, uh, it, it, it truly is. We enjoy each other's company. Um, and that is something that I, I think is, it does show through. I mean, you can't fake chemistry. So it, it is an important part of it. And it's important element that um, this be a good working environment because, you know, people, I, I think sometimes underestimate the amount of teamwork that it takes to get something like this done um, from the coordination with the event promoter you know, on PR and social media, the access to the fighters, you know, getting everything coordinated and timed. So it seems like it's a smooth running operation on fight day. Um, it takes a lot. And it's a lot of different personalities and it's um, there's a lot of a lot of pressure. Um, this is not something like the NFL where you're doing it, you know, every Sunday, week after week, you know, the same crew. It's like the traveling circus. Um, you know, sometimes we're three or four weeks in a go in a row. Sometimes, you know, there's longer periods of times between them. But the ability to come together, enjoy each other's work, have a shorthand for doing it was has always been very important. Um and from the, you know, from the, the junior production people and social media people all the way through, uh, you know, the senior team and myself and, and, and others, um, there isn't our philosophy. There isn't anybody who is more important than anyone else, because if any one link in that chain fails, then the whole thing falls apart. You know, someone doesn't book the correct flight. If someone doesn't get the notes to the announcer, if someone... Uh, doesn't you know plug in the right light? Um, you know everything goes awry. So really, I think our philosophy has been there is no one more important than anyone else on this team because it is we're all building blocks. It's a it's a pyramid, and if the foundation isn't uh, isn't strong, then the whole thing falls apart. What's generally your level of stress during event weeks and event nights? because you're acutely aware of every little thing that can go wrong or because it is such a great team, 
by and large, by the time it actually comes around, is it actually not so much of a, a, a stress because you've done everyone's done everything they can do to a large extent? Um, I, I think there's probably more stressful for myself and the team early on when I started um, mm -hmm. because, uh, look, obviously Showtime had tremendous success before I got there. Um, and many of our employees are long, long-term employees. We have um, several employees, um, you know, Sheila Mills, our, our head of marketing, has literally been here for every single year of Showtime Boxing. Mm. Um, and there, there are others as well who have been, you know, 30 years plus as, as part of this endeavor. And not just employees. Um, a lot of the, the freelance and the crew um, have been working for Showtime Boxing for 25, 30, um, 30 years. Um, you know, but having said all that, uh, you know, I came in with, uh, I think, some particular vision, some preferences, um, some ideas. And it was, there was probably, um, there's probably some friction, some stress in, you know, in me communicating what I wanted in other people, you know, educating me on what was possible and what wasn't possible. Uh, but that was, that was early on. Um, you know, by the time, you know, after a few years, um, you know, it becomes, uh, you know, we're all like old married couples um, sort of finish each other's sentences. You know, they know what I'm going to say and what I'm going to stress before I, I do it. The same goes for David Dinkins in the truck. The same goes for our director, Bob Dunphy. Um, you know, it's there's always a new challenge. But uh, but at a certain point, you know, when everybody knows the mission and is clear on what the objective is and what our, our, uh, you know, our, our criteria is what we're aiming for and the product we're trying to put on the air. Um, you know, it makes it much easier to deal with those curveballs that inevitably come. All right. Last question. I think, uh, I, I think Kieran was trying with those last couple of questions to, to try to get you to cry and it, and he didn't quite <laughs> succeed, but, but, but we'll give it one last shot here. Uh, what are your emotions, Stephen, as you look back on your time at Showtime and and as you look forward here? Um, a, a lot of mixed. I mean, obviously, I'm uh, I'm extremely proud of the work we've done together, um, and um, and I I think what means the the most is hearing it from fighters and hearing it from fans. Mm. Um, you know when when a fighter says, you know, thank you for helping tell my story, you know, thank you for, you know, representing me in a, in an authentic human way. Um, you know, it's so easy to sort of, the danger is like plugging people into sort of preconceived notions. Um, and you know, there are certain cliched stories. Um, and, and if you're not careful, you just sort of plug in. Okay. I, I know where this guy came from. I know, here's the backstory and it's not always the case um and you know when a, a fighter says you know that he really enjoyed our telecast or he really enjoys how he's portrayed or you know thank you for you know capturing those personal moments and showing that there's more to him uh than just the guy who's punching another guy or, or woman punching another woman in the face in the ring that's what's most meaningful um and that's is knowing that as a group, I think what we find meaningful is knowing that we honored the fighters and and knowing that we helped create memories 
Um, you know, there, whether it was, you know, in the arena or on television, um, people are always going to remember the 12th round of Wilder Fury. They're always going to remember, um, you know, Joshua Klitschko in that atmosphere or Mayweather Pacquiao and knowing, you know, as sports fans and, you know, um, you know, a, a, a quick story, you know, knowing that, you know, what you've done and what you've helped build has is truly traveled on a worldwide basis. I was in Croatia. Um, I think we talked about it on one of the other ones last um, last summer. And uh, you know, speaking on the panel, it was a sports conference um, and, you know, having dinner with some people afterwards. And this was a, a very European group. There were Croatians there. There were uh, people primarily European from all over Europe. Um, and every single one um, remembered exactly where they were for Mayweather Pacquiao. And these people were not, this is not boxing fans. These are just, these are regular people, some in the sports business, some in marketing, some um, who were, you know, in none of the above. Uh, but knowing that you helped bring something which literally um, became a part of culture, um, a, a memorable event. I mean, that's where the pride comes into. Um, you know, there's obviously disappointment. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of momentum we had going um, this year and would love to continue it. Um, but um, I am absolutely uh, convinced that this is a tremendous opportunity. It's an opportunity to refresh. It's an opportunity to evolve. Um, it may turn out to be um, in the long run, as difficult as it is for individuals and groups, um, a better opportunity in the long run for the sport as a whole. Um, now that's a, it's a difficult pill to swallow for, a lot of hardworking people who have lost their jobs. And that's the most um, difficult part of it is there are human beings behind this thing. I mean, it's easy you know, to sort of, uh, you've got, unfortunately, you've got PBC fans and PBC um, critics. And, you know, it seems that uh, some of the fan bases split up in these little cabals, like these, these factions. Um, and people forget that these are, people with families and careers and in jobs um, and, you know, taking uh, glee in, in, you know, in other people's misfortune because you've, you know, like one promoter over someone else is just, uh, you know, as uh, well, we'll just say that those that, you know, that's a, that's an ugly part of this whole thing um, because, you know, regardless of, you know, our own rivalry with HBO, um, I don't think any of us took any pride in, you know, the fact that HBO went away, um, any satisfaction that those people you know, didn't do their jobs. They did tremendous coverage of the sport and contributed a lot to the history. And um, I, that's how I'd like us to be remembered as well. I'm, I'm really glad that you worked in the 12th round of, of Wilder Fury into that because it kind of feels like the last uh, couple of months or so have been getting knocked down in the 12th round this week is a little <laughs> bit of uh, Tyson Fury getting up when you, when you least expected it. So, uh, so that's right, the perfect right. fight to, to, to reference for this. Conversation. Now, now we, we just got to make it through the rest of the round and right. And, and, go forward, and, yeah. and then see what the hell the scorecards say. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. right. Hey, Stephen, thanks so much. Thanks for your support for the podcast over the last five years. We've, we've really appreciated it. We've enjoyed working with you and uh, yeah, let's hope uh, in 2024, We'll all be together in a very similar environment, similar forum, and 
we'll just pick it up somewhere else, hopefully. Yeah, and I I appreciate you guys. Um, you know, you guys have been um, you know, measured and fair and objective and um, you know, positive voices in the sport. Um, and I, I think that's you know, that's needed um, you know, more than ever. Um, and what you guys bring to the sport and the way you present it and talk about it is, you know, is a critical part. So I look forward to being able to work with you guys more and more in the future. Awesome. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks, Thanks very Stephen. much. All right, guys. Our thanks again to Stephen, uh, despite his stubborn refusal to break down emotionally <laughs> at the end of that interview. Uh, just three episodes of the podcast remain. And the next one will be in its usual Monday morning time slot as we preview the final Showtime Championship Boxing broadcast featuring David Morrell against Senna Agbeko. Until then, thanks for listening. Be safe, be kind, 